Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Free your mind! Hello, and let's get right into it, man. Welcome to another episode of the Free Mind Thinkers, the place where freedom of thought won't get you canceled and open fact-based opinion and questions are welcomed and more than that, feel free to be yourself. I want to talk about something a little bit today that, that touched me personally. I was watching one of my favorite drama shows. It's, it's been around for several seasons. And in this episode, they went full on Black Lives Matter. That's right. A show that's been around for, I want to say, about eight seasons now. Just got woke. So, you know, I'm out on it instantly. I, I instantly, I'm I'm done with it. And honestly, that's, there are two shows that did that to me. There, there are two shows. And, and I'm just so, so done with it, man. It, Hollywood refuses to understand that the general population doesn't give a damn about your wokeism. We don't care about your political affiliations. We don't care about how you feel about this, that, and the third. We don't give a damn. Entertain us. Take us away. Because as hard as it is for Hollywood to try to accept and realize is that a lot of us, a lot of us are actually trying to do something every day. A lot of us have to work against those things that the SJWs claim that they're fighting. A lot of us are actually out there fighting it. And when you spend the bulk of your time doing that, do you know what you don't want to do when you're trying to relax and, and get away from it? See it blasted in your face. I want you to think about it like this. If you work at a Italian restaurant or a Mexican restaurant, um, you know, you you pick the restaurant, seafood. If you work there, uh, let's say you are a manager, even even a server, you, you're the cook. You're there, you know, five, six days a week. The last thing you want when you come home is the place where you just got through working. You work at Taco Bell. When you come home, you, you're really not feeling you know, some Mexican food. You work at Red Lobster. I I, I don't want any shrimp. You know, you you I, I'm I'm around it all the time. I'm good. It's good for an occasional thing, but when you're around it all the time, you don't want to deal with it once you get once you get home. And Hollywood is not. I repeat, they are not going to learn this. I know this because there was a very interesting article I came across. It's it was a an article that the editor-in-chief of the Hollywood Reporter had pitched. Um, and it, it, let, me, let me just go ahead and go through it like this. 
A few years ago, the editor-in-chief of the Hollywood Reporter preached a story to the newsroom. He had just come back from a lunch with a well-known agent who had suggested the paper take a look at the unintended consequences of Hollywood's efforts of diversity. The newsroom blew up, apparently. And the editor-in-chief was shook, you know. It was, he, so he immediately backtracked, like, no, 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 well, let, let's not do it. You know, let, let's, not, let's not do that. And even the report says he missed the opportunity. Now, the report is written. I want to give these writers credit. Peter Kiefer and Peter Savotnik. Hope I am pronouncing that right. Peter Kiefer and Peter Savotnik. The article is eye-opening, but it would be eye-opening if you're not paying attention. You know, you can you can look at it now, and, and even the if you look at the Academy Awards, the Academy Awards have gone about doing things the wrong way ever since Oscar's So White, which was, oh, that, that wasn't the biggest farce. There has been diversity in Hollywood, and it, it has been slow, like most change is. It, it hasn't hit the leaps and bounds that it should have, but now it's all of a sudden, it's the wokeism movement. Whereas back in the day, Writers would write a good story, and what they put, you know, with the cast, and and then put the cast behind it. You know what I mean? They they might think of an actor or something, and think, you know, who'd be good in this? This person. Or when they write the character, you know what? Yeah, same thing. You know who'd be good in this? This person. What I'm saying is, they put the story first, and then you find the person to to fill the mold of that character. And if that actor was a person of a color, let's say you might have a white person in mind, but a black actor came along and did it better. It's not like writers haven't gone back, rewritten some things to better suit that character and their back. They may even improve the story. But the point is the story came first. Now in Hollywood, it's all about checking boxes. Seriously. That's not a joke. That's what they do first now. They literally check boxes first. In September of 2020, the Academy, the people who handle the Oscars, launched its Representation and Inclusion Standards Entry Platform. Now it's referred to as RAISED. R-A-I-S-E. Now, For a movie to qualify for Best Picture, producers not only had to register detailed personal information about everyone involved in the making of that movie. Detail. They want to know about the background and ethnicity of Key Grip. They want to know about the gender gender identification of, of, of editor. Hey, the cameraman... How does how do they identify? Are you serious right now? But that's what they said. Let, let me continue. They only not only have to give detailed information about everyone involved in making that movie, 
but the movie has to meet two of the Academy's four diversity standards now. Touching on everything from on-screen representation to creative leadership. Wow. This is... This is crazy, man. This is... uh, It's... They're putting the... I can't even... They're literally putting where you shop to get the ingredients even above the ingredients. You know, the ingredients will make a good meal. But according to the Academy Awards... We want to know where did you get them? You know, did you get them from Whole Foods? Oh no! Nah, if you didn't get them from Whole Foods, I can't eat it. I'm not, I can't. We we can't. We can't use that ingredient. How crazy! How absolutely asinine is that? I mean, it it. it I see it. I see it. I saw it on both my shows. When I saw how much they had changed, when I saw how woke they had gotten, I simply stopped watching. Now, those standards that the Academy Award kicked in won't take place. They won't kick in to 2024. So two more years, y'all. In two more years, the only movies allowed to be nominated for Best Movie or apparently get any kind of Academy Award are going to be woke movies. And we know how they play out in the theaters. Seriously. Go look for yourself. The movie Eternals. And I was a huge Marvel fan, a huge MCU fan. That movie is the most diverse thing in the world without needing to be. Seriously. They did a whole bunch of diversity characters and oh, why? Considering that you, some of the most diverse ones like there's a lady in the movie, an actress. I love her to death. She also plays on The Walking Dead, who's deaf. And she was only in it maybe a total screen time of about 20 minutes, and that's a two-and-a-half-hour movie long. Two-and-a-half-hour long movie. 20 minutes. Seriously. Then they had the gay couple. And... The only reason to include his sexuality in that film was was just to show, hey, we're down with the gay crowd because it served no purpose. It served zero purpose. I mean, you could have gone on through that entire movie without knowing that guy was gay and it would not have changed the damn thing. It wouldn't have. It's, it's what they do now. And when I mean they, I mean Hollywood. It is absolutely infuriating of how they do things. I I, I don't get it. And it's not going to get any better. It's not going to get any better. I think one of the grandest jokes was there was a show, a, a TV show called Woke. The TV show called Woke, oh my goodness, is, is, is a... Sums it up, the greatest of them all. So, let me hit you with this bit because this this is the most this is the greatest irony 
on wokeism. Because here's the thing about wokeism. Let's let's let me put this out here now. I probably should have started off with this. The thing about wokeism is you can never be woke enough. See, wokeism is just a one-upsmanship. Wokeism is about, oh, you 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 don't like this? Well, I don't like this plus this. Oh, well, I don't like this plus this and this. It's a one-upsmanship. So here's what I was saying about wokeism. The comedy series called Woke, which premiered on Hulu in September 2020, reading, I'm, I'm quoting, should have been the statement on America right now. It's about a black cartoonist who was awakened to systemic racism after a run-in with the cops. The show started off on the right foot. The showrunner, Aisha Carr, and the writer's room she oversaw delivered a strong batch of early scripts, according to several writers on the show. But then the producers waking well, then the producers weighed in. Woke time! The notes were all sanctimonious, one writer said. It was never supposed to be as serious as it was. We wanted a thought-provoking show that made fun of a woke culture and explored notions of what a black artist's life would be like in San Francisco among white liberals. But we could only punch down at the safest targets, white men. You see, I see wokeism as reverse affirmative action. Let everyone in except white folks. Affirmative action had its place. It had its purpose. I completely understand and agree with it. But like most things, times have changed. I do not agree with affirmative action. I agree with the best candidate. Period. Now, if you want to look at a resume and these resumes are tied up and down and you decide, you know what? Maybe we need the experience of a African-American, an Asian-American, an indigenous American, a Mexican-American. Maybe we need their perspective. So if it's tied among all those people, if you have five different representations of race there, you know, white, black, Mexican, Asian, and you're going, man, who do we pick? Well, think about what you're doing. Think about your script, your story you're trying to tell, whatever. And you pick the person that probably adds the most life experience to that. I have no problem with that. But to pick a person just because they are not white. I, I mean, we as black folks, ain't, again, ain't that what we fought against? You didn't pick me because I'm black? Uh, where Where's the inclusion? Where, again, as I said in the last program, where is that that thing that Martin Luther King was fighting for? That equality, that inclusion. These woke idiots are doing more to reverse Martin Luther King while still proclaiming we are we are standing up and speaking for him. We are standing on his name. Yeah, you stand on his name and shitting on his grave. You pissed on his dreams and made it a nightmare. Wokeism is stupid. It is absolutely abhorrent. Good gracious. I digress. So back to the, the, the hilarity of the woke thing. The irony was not lost on anyone. 
the black writers, starting with Carr, were more willing to take risks and poke fun at anti-racist orthodoxy. This led to creative differences, and soon Carr, a black woman, was out. She was replaced by Xander Lehman, a white man. Yes, you, 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 you saw that. You heard that. You heard that. The black woman about a black man becoming woke in a white liberal city was out because she wasn't woke enough. And what, what, what happened? The black woman was replaced by the white man. But, oh, it does get better. Then Lehman, the white man, was out too, replaced by Jay Dyer, who is black. Quoting, Jay was brought on towards the end for optics, one black writer said. Any black guy would do. I mean, any black guy would do. That was the energy I got. Wow. You see how that works? How the wokeism works? It's it's terrible. So continuing, the quality of the scripts suffered and the show, which premiered on September 20th, landed a 53% green splat average audience review on Rotten Tomatoes. In late 2020, Hulu renewed Woke for a second season. It also replaced Dyer with the fourth showrunner, Anthony King, who is white. It's, they are so busy trying to be politically correct. No, 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 forget politically correct. Trying to be woke that the shows, the things that they are making are suffering. And they won't stop. They can't, It's like they can't stop. The hilarity is, let me give you another piece of irony. Hollywood has always given us social commentary through movies. <gasps> what? You mean before this whole woke era? You mean movies? Uh, you, no. It's, it's, it's not possible. Sidney Portier, look who's coming to dinner. A comedy spoof that made fun of race and 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 racism. Mel Brooks's movie *Blazing Saddles*, co-wrote by Richard Pryor. One of the most hilarious films that pokes fun at all of it in in the greatest ways. These are just a couple of films. Just a couple. These are two high quality films that still stand up today. Oh, oh, we can't forget about In the Heat of the Night. Another Sidney Portier movie. Rest his soul. Hollywood has always done social commentary, but what they did was they made a compelling film. They made a compelling movie and then added the players to it. They made sure to tell a good story. Uh, It's even more recently with Hidden Numbers. The three black science females that helped launch the NASA moon program. There are always compelling stories to tell. Tell a compelling story with social commentary wrapped in it. Stop trying to preach to us. 
Stop trying to wake us up. Most of us are already awake and we see y'all are full of shit. Period. End of the story. And now. But what I suggest to you again is read the article. It's a very compelling article. It is, again, written by Peter Kiefer and Peter Savotnik. Wokeism is killing Hollywood. And apparently they just, they just don't care. Well, that's all I got to say about that, man. I will catch you on the very next topic, which will also be equally compelling because I am. This is your man, Big Brother Tucker. Catch you on the flip side. Free your mind. How y'all doing? Welcome back to Free Mind Thinkers, a place where free thought is welcome and open fact-based questions and opinions are appreciated. This is your man, Big Brother Tucker, and I want to talk about something that's going on, particularly on our coastals, you know, California, New York. And that is that serious increase in theft. My God, I'm, I'm, I'm reading news articles about how people are just getting away with absolute brazen uh, daylight robberies. And I can't even call them robberies. I call them, you know, free for all shopping sprees. You've seen the video footage. You, you've seen people walk inside and just get what they want and literally walk out. Walk inside a store, take what they want, and walk out. Because the laws in these towns no longer protect their citizens. They no longer protect the businesses in their cities. The laws in these towns excuse and give protection to the criminals. You're hearing stories like, well, they're doing it to feed their family. How is still in a 52-inch flat screen um, feeding your family? Well, they're, they're, it, it, it's not... It's not an it's not like it's an organized thing. They're literally going in in groups, hitting exactly what they want and walking back out. That's not an organized group. Well, we don't want to to punish them and make them feel like they're criminals. What the f- they took something that did not belong to them. That is called theft. Theft is a criminal act. Those who commit it are called thieves. These are criminals, period. It's gotten so bad that I saw and read the story because I couldn't believe it. I had to find three different sources on this where people in California are literally leaving their trunks open. So people won't have to break inside their vehicle to see that there's nothing in there. They have gotten so brazen on the East Coast that they are doing carjackings, broad daylight. And in these cities, the police are told, stand down. Let, let me say that again. In these major cities where this is going on, where theft has went beyond the roof, theft has now reached the stratosphere. The police are told, stand down. Do not pursue. And if they are arrested, the DA will not prosecute. They'll turn back around, let loose on the streets to do it all over again. And what you may ask, do these cities have in common? Well, I try not to put blame and, and pressure on political parties, but these cities are democratic, liberally ran cities. These places, New York, California, or uh, Chicago, are being run into the ground by their duly elected officials who believe that criminals 
should be protected above the people. Now, see, the problem with that is that the people will only take it for so long before they start fighting back. I give to you Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a town where or one of the most recent incidents, a guy was um, driving for a rideshare company, uh, was getting carjacked and took out the carjackers with his legally carried firearm. And I expect to see more of that because you can only take so much before you get fed up. And right now, the people are at the level of fed up. So what are they supposed to do? Not do anything. They're supposed to go to work, earn a living, get something for themselves, and then have it taken away in a matter of seconds. Something they've worked hours for, weeks for, months for. Nah, that's that's not what's happening. That's not what's hot. Now, here in Dallas, Texas, where I reside, it, it, it ain't that bad. Now, of course, across the nation, crime has gone up. So it's gone up a little bit here, too. But in a state that people know that the majority of folks are packing pistols, it's not wise to come down here and try to steal. It's very, very unwise to come here and try to take what ain't yours. But even here, there are problems. You know, um, I know people, I have people in law enforcement, and they are not exactly free to to put away um, all the criminals they can. You know, it, it has to be a, a certain amount stolen from a store before the police can even um, go after them. Um, police here are not allowed to high speed chase unless the offender is a violent offender. And and even then, um, they are only allowed to pursue up to a certain extent before, you know, they are told to to back off for public safety reasons, um, which to me is uh, uh, I, I I I understand their logic, but it's a misguided logic. So the logic in that is don't pursue. So the criminal will stop running and, you know, won't hurt anybody in the pursuit. The people who made that law don't understand that once a criminal starts running, he's not going to stop running. Even if he doesn't see police in the rear view, it ain't going to happen because in his mind, they're always right behind him. That's it. See, when you call off a pursuit from a person who's running, what you're doing is you're giving that offender a chance to harm someone else. Example being an offender's running. He's running. He causes a wreck or he wrecks his car out. And because the police are right behind him, he's able to get out and possibly carjack another car or get away. And you have no idea which direction he ran or he's hurt somebody. And since the police aren't there, they can't get um, emergency services on the scene fast enough. What I'm saying is catch them all, get them all. And when you have people, especially repeat offenders that keep doing the same thing over and over again, you must punish them so harshly as to not only punish them, but to send the message out to everyone else. You do this, you get it too. And that is why I am glad I live in the great state of Texas. Because when I see that nonsense going on in Philadelphia, New York, and California, man, I am glad to be a Texan. The red state will do it for me. But that's all I have on this particular topic, man. Look, I'm going to get it y'all again. This is your man, Big Brother Tucker. And remember, listen less, learn more. I'm out.